The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931 381 2663 or visit mtbj.net. Good morning and welcome in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today as we come to you live on location at Tucker Stadium on the campus of Tennessee Tech University at the Blue Cross Bowl 2020. Tonight, the Summit Spartans take on the Oak Ridge Wildcats in the Class 5A Blue Cross Bowl State Championship football game. We will have all the coverage on sm-tnsports.com. I am joined, as always, by Mo Patton, J.P. Plant, and it has been a heck of a morning, folks. <laughs> it already has been a heck of a morning. You're right. I, I tell you what. Um, <laughs> Did you swallow a gnat? <laughs> um, we, as we watch Alcoa walk onto the field for the 11 o'clock um, 3A matchup as the Tornadoes get set to take on Milan, you know, I am a little shocked and a little impressed that we are on the air you can, right now. You, you and me both, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, when we tell you we walked into the stadium uh, completely unpacked at 8.43 in the morning, <laughs> got up two tents, one of which that did not want to uh, get set up. <laughs> it was a, a hassle in itself. And yet here we are. You noticed the extra commercial breaks this morning. It was a li- took a little bit extra time, but we are here with you this morning, and we are proud to be because, again, we are on location here at the Blue Cross Bowl in Cookville. This is it. This is the road to Cookville, and it has ended here It has today. ended here. Yeah, and, and, again, as we've talked all week, you know, when we started out on this road back in mid-August – I don't know that any of us thought that we were actually going to get here. So, again, as I've said all week and will continue to say, kudos to all of the players, coaches, administrators that did what had to be done for us to get in nine games up here this weekend Man, under it, the circumstances. It is an absolute testament to the, I guess, the <laughs> – Persistence? The, yes. I was going to say stubbornness, but that's yeah, yeah. persistence. That too. I mean, uh, I think they're kind of interchangeable. I, I think, Especially I think, in this one. Well, I think after so many people from from the TSSAA on down, after they saw that we lost the boys and girls state basketball tournaments, after we lost spring sports, I think yeah. they were bound and determined that that wasn't going to happen to these fall sports athletes, not just football. Yeah. I mean, we've we've had all of our other state championships. You know, we've had golf. We've had cross country. We've had girls soccer. We've had volleyball. We got them all played. I won't say without a hitch. No, there's definitely been some hitches. But, but, but we got state champions crowned in all of those sports, and we've got three state state champions crowned in football that took place last night, and um, going to get six more. Before the weekend's over with. Uh, I am I am excited. More excited than I have ever been for this show. Because we are talking about the peak 
level of high school football in the state of Tennessee today. We have we've, we've talked about it all week. This is not something new. You guys know that the Blue Cross Bowl is happening. We have we have talked to coaches. We've talked to Engel Martin, whose CPA team won a state championship yesterday. We we've heard from uh, Kenny Morrison, whose team will be playing at three o'clock today. We've heard from. Uh, Kevin Creasy. We've heard from Ron Crawford, who will play in the 6A game tomorrow night. This is the culmination, and today we will hear from Coach Brian Coleman and his uh, what he had to say in the press conference earlier this week. Obviously, we've had several stories on our website. Uh, I had a story on the defense. You had a story on Destin Wade. SM-TNSports.com has all the Blue Cross Bowl coverage that you can want. We've, we've got a piece on Fayetteville, and the crucible that they went through to get here that is region 51a um accepted by those coaches certainly as the toughest class 1a region in the state and has had a lot to do with the tigers early success in just what six eight years of the program getting 2013 was their first year yeah so So, um also got um mostradamus's picks for the final six games ran into some production issues and weren't able to get the division two games done but we did predict those on the show last night well yesterday morning we did. and Mostradamus was two for one but that one sure was a clunker <laughs> <laughs> just uh, in case anyone was wondering i went three and oh yeah well <laughs> but hey you know what though it ain't Christradamus. It's right. You're right. It's not. It's not Yostradamus or Yostradamus. <laughs> uh, good morning, by the way, guys. Mo, if oh, you're if you're gonna morning, if you're JT. gonna miss if you're gonna miss miss big, miss big. Miss big. <laughs> and you went big. Go good big or go home. Go huh? big or go home. Yeah. Well done. Um, the Milan Bulldogs are filing in here. Yeah, the proud of West Tennessee, Milan Bulldogs. I am. So as, as we've talked about at some point, I went to school for a year out in Jackson at Lambeth and and then um, transferred back to MTSU. Met Somehow met a bunch of guys from Milan and <laughs> have just always kind of kept an eye on that program. A couple of guys that played for them and, and that kind of thing. And, and a fantastic, traditionally, you know, in this position type program under a first-year coach. Yeah. Carl Diffie, who came up from Mississippi, I believe. Carl Diffie from Mississippi. How about that? <laughs> oh man, you gotta love it. It's yeah. It, it y'all, it's cold and rainy. Uh, it's forty three degrees right now, currently. And as you as you look into the media tent at the weather the TV TV in there, it's it's wet and it's cold. That's that's about all you need to know. So if you're coming this way, dress warm and bundle dress up. dry. Yeah, yeah. I so. did I, because of the uh, the hurriedness in which we put the <laughs> tents and setup up this morning. I am sweating, and uh, that's not unusual for me. I mean, I I think about being hot and I'm sweating, but <laughs> I, this is a venue like none other for high school sports. Coming from Alabama, where they play high school sports championships that used to be in Legion Field, now they play in Bryant Denny and Jordan Hare. This is the place, the kind of place the high school football championship should take place. We've got a massive video scoreboard in the end zone behind us here. We've actually got a picture of it up on um, up on the website. Uh, I'm sorry, Twitter? up on the Twitter. The, the Twitter. The Twitter. At, as Chipper Jones would say. <laughs> up on the Twitter. Yeah. Um, if So if you've not been, uh, and it's, it's pretty impressive. Again, as an MTSU graduate, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ignore those 
Golden Eagle heads on either side of the screen down there, but uh, same yeah, here as a Jacksonville State guy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this is this is really a nice venue for this event, and the people in this community support this event in the in an amazing manner. And you know, folks talk about the the lack of elevators for the press box and the eighty six step challenge, and and looking for domes and that kind of thing. You know, I think these kids and these programs feel appreciated when they come up here and play these state championship ball games, and I think there's something to be said for that. There's just a – it's a better atmosphere because the stadium is not so big. It's 16,000-ish, and – It in, doesn't – the game doesn't get swallowed up. Right. In, in the, the facility. In the enormity of the facility. And mm-hmm. that is that is something to be proud of for – for Cookville and for these kids, I mean, to, obviously there will be limited capacity today uh, due to COVID. That being said, if we get 6,000 people in here, it's still going to sound like a raucous crowd. Oh, without it's question. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think I think the number was, what, 8,250? So each school got 2,750 tickets, I think, and then there right. were 2,750 general, general admissions. So, um, you know, again, if you're coming this way, Check with your school or check with somebody on tickets before you get here because <laughs> the one thing about Cookville is it's a long way from anywhere, and I'd hate for you to get all the way up here and not be able to get in. You, so, have, to go, uh, you have to do like we did last night and go to B-dubs and, uh, watch, and watch it, it on, it? on yeah. television, which is a great venue, by the way. <laughs> and, and my TV30 is doing a great job with this as well. I mean, we had um, Chip Walters and Kelly Holcomb um, broadcasting the two early games yesterday, the um, – the CPA Lipscomb game that CPA won thirty five twenty eight. The um, the Davidson Academy University School of Jackson game that Davidson Academy won fifty three. What was that? Fifty three thirty four. Twenty nine. Was it twenty nine? It was. Yeah, it was a twenty four right. point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fifty three twenty nine. As as Davidson Academy won its third consecutive Division two A state championship congratulations to jonathan quinn and the bears and in that nightcap macaulay big on mus was it 44 to nothing was that the final in that i think one? so and i think that marked the widest margin of victory in the d2 triple a state championship game i hope so <laughs> right um as we talked about the COVID issue and the, the crowd and the limited capacity, Matthew Gillespie of the TWSAA, who was on the call or mm-hmm. was on the, the TWSAA press conference right. with us on Monday, he actually gave basically, I, I mean, the, their protocols. So yeah. let's just hear from him and let him tell you what you need to be looking out for when you get to Cookville when you're coming. I mean, it's a challenge for all the games, as you can imagine. I mean, We've even had it in the previous rounds. Uh, certainly, some of the games sold out quickly, uh, and fans were were not happy, and rightfully so. I mean, it's a, it's a. I mean, you've heard this phrase before. It's a good problem to have uh, to have the demand and the interest there. And uh, but you know, six thousand tickets per game for most of our games were actually going to be in okay shape. Uh, a lot of people think every game's got. 10 to 15,000 people in, that's far from the truth. Um, so what you look out there and see, the numbers, not quite what you would, you know, estimate and just uh, just looking out and taking a, a guesstimate at it. But, uh, but yeah, we're going to have some with uh, some fans who won't be able to make it. And 
you know, this day and time, I think we're just, kind of like we said earlier, a couple pressers ago, we're just glad to be playing the games and glad to be here. But, yeah, we'll fit in as many as we can fit in, uh, you know, within what we feel is uh, safe during this whole pandemic. And fortunately, with all the technology we got today, you can watch it on your computer, watch it on TV, listen to it on their hometown radio station. So if they can't uh, watch it in person, they'll, they'll be able to watch it one way or another, that's for sure. That's right. You can hear Summit's game on 101.7 FM right here on WKOM. Mike Epley and Matt Rogers will be on the call. You can also hear it on the website, WKOMWKRM. Listen live. So if you want to come up, sit in the stands, and listen to the call while you watch it, you can do that. that. So, Or you can play JP's game. You can watch the game and sync the radio broadcast up with it. It's a great game. I'm excited to play it one day. Again, I don't don't have the patience for it, but, hey, do you. (laughs) All right, when we come back, we're going to preview this Class 5A state championship. We're going to hear from Joe Gaddis, head coach of the Oak Ridge Wildcats. And later up in the hour, we'll hear from Brian Coleman. So plenty to talk about about that 5A game, and then we'll get to some other games as well. We'll talk about yesterday's D2 finals a little bit more and tomorrow's Two, four, two, and six A finals. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Hey, folks! While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership, and outside of the military. Our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. The playoffs live on TriStar Sports Radio. He's got some open field. Brandon McKean, 50-40. He's gone, baby. 20. No one is going to catch him. Pierce has got a lane, 40. 35 cuts back yes. in. Come on, baby. And it's a touchdown from Destin Wade to Brady Pierce. The road to Cookville ends Friday night. Summit, Oak Ridge on TriStar Sports Radio. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint, as we come to you live on location at Tucker Stadium for the Blue Cross Bowl. We are in Cookville, and as you just heard, the road to Cookville ends tonight for Summit. It ends tomorrow night for six other teams in Class 4A, 2A, and 6A in that order tomorrow afternoon. And we are still about 92 minutes away from kickoff in the 3A game as Alcoa and Milan will get set to take the field here shortly. Like I said, on the other side of the break, I want to talk a little bit about this 5A game as we hear from 
obviously uh, Coach Joe Gaddis of the Oak Ridge Wildcats. He was on the call or on the on the the press conference. It was a, it was a telephone call, kind of. It was a Zoom call. That's why I keep saying on the call. Um, I apologize because <laughs> that can also mean play by play, color mm-hmm. commentary, etc. So. Uh, that's not what it means. That's not Joe Gaddis was not on the broadcast. He was not on the broadcast. That's correct. Um, but, um, you know, Joe had a, a lot to say. And, um, obviously, you know, he is worried about this summon offense as well he should be. Um, let's, let's hear from him on, of course, Destin Wade and his plans to stop him, to stop uh, the dynamic junior. Well, I mean, he's just a number one. is a great athlete, great football player, and as you say, he's a, he's he's a big guy that's both a, a great running threat and a great passing threat. Uh, you know, I knew he'd be a good runner when I turned the film on, but to watch him throw all the different types of passes he throws uh, with uh, pretty pinpoint accuracy, uh, you know, he he's special, and uh, you know, he's he's certainly the. Uh, one of the more special athletes we've seen all year. A great, great quarterback. I'm sure there's a lot of positions he could play, but uh, he's a great quarterback without question. Our defense has played well in every game except one, um, and it's gotten better and better as, as, as we've got deeper in the season. Um, you know, the, the challenges that Summit bring are, are certainly different from a week ago. Uh, South Doyle had a great football team, but more one-dimensional. Uh some it will be a lot more difficult to prepare for and more, and more difficult to, to stop and slow down because they do so many things well, while South Doyle was, was more focused on Sean Gary, the running back. Um, Summit presents a much more difficult challenge for sure. But our defense has played well, thank goodness, because they've carried us to the playoffs. There you have it. That's Joe Gaddis on Destin Wade and how he plans to uh, or ha- how much respect he has for the Summit offense. Hey, yeah, and, and as you heard him talk about um, their performance in last week's 14 nothing win over South Doyle, they, um, they were, it was an easier task for them because South Doyle was so one-dimensional with their running back, um, and they won't have that. Um, luxury? That, exactly. They won't have that luxury with this Summit team. Clearly, um, the Spartans are built around Destin Wade offensively, but, you know, you've got Destin Wade running and Destin Wade passing, and and there's enough guys in that run game that they can take a little pressure off of Wade if you decide to load up on him in the run game. I mean, you saw Brady Pierce break a big one up at Henry County last week. They, um, you know, Brandon King can hurt you out of that spot as well. And then when he does throw the ball, he's able to really spread it around. And um, Plenty of options. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, one-dimensional would not be the phrase that you would use to describe Summit's offense by any stretch. Not at all. And he talked about how their defense had been improving over – the last few games of the year, they they defeated Mount Juliet 27-21 on October 16th, and then Powell 28-27 in Week 10. Now in the playoffs, they have a 30-7 win over Sodney Daisy, a shutout against Ray County 23-0, uh, the shutout against South Doyle last week 14-0, and the 31-28 win over Knoxville West, who many, including myself, expected to be in this game. 
<laughs> so, you know, their defense has played very well over the course of the last uh, this eight game win streak they're on. You know, they they lost to Knox West twenty two seven on September seventeenth. They haven't lost since. Yeah, they've got five shutouts on the year. So, in I think thirteen games on the field, I think they had one game that they were not able to play for for COVID reasons. But um, you know, th- uh, five shuts five shutouts. You know, even in a normal season, is is pretty impressive. But you know, considering that they had missed the one game for COVID, you know, it, it gets your attention for sure. Yeah, he, I'm really impressed with this team and, and what Joe and and folks. I, I talk about Joe Gaddis like I like I, I know who he is. I do know, but if you don't know anything <laughs> about Joe Gaddis, let let me just let me just give you. A quick rundown of a guy who started his career in 1983 as a head coach at Tullahoma. He spent five years there and went 38 and 20. Um, this is back when you it was tough to get into the playoffs. Hey, by the way, you had to either win your district or finish in the top two, um, depending on what year it was at that point. But back at yeah, it it was they weren't handing out postseason bursts like lollipops back then for sure. In 1988, he did his first stint at Oak Ridge. That is where he won his first state championship in 1991, and Oak Ridge's last state championship was in 1991. Uh, That was, again, um, in his first stint, he went for 11 years, 119 and 24, folks. Quick quick math, that's that's, that's about 10, 11 wins a year. It's 10 wins a year, almost 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he moved to Henry County where he went 53-23 and 23 and took them to the semifinals three consecutive years in 2006, 7, and 8. There's a stretch in there where he went to, was it Georgia? Mississippi. Mississippi uh, from 99 to 2004. And then he was at Peabody for a year where he went to the quarterfinals of the playoffs and then back to Oak Ridge in 2013 where he has since led them to a 74 and 25 record in the last 8 years, 12 and 7 in the playoffs and this state finals berth for his career. Gaddis is 293 and 96 in 31 seasons in Tennessee. I mean, you just said it all. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, we're we're dealing with a legend. Right this is this is not just some fly by night. He, he, hey, we got here. This ain't some slap. Pants. Yeah, <laughs> this is a a future Hall of Famer. If he's not, if already. He's not already, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure of that status. That's an interesting point that you bring up. But if if he's not, he should be. So, and as you said, he's got at this Oak Ridge team back back here. You know, with everything that they've had to deal with this year, with everything everybody's had to deal with this year, getting past a Knoxville West team that that they had beaten, that they had fallen to earlier in the year. So, one of his better coaching jobs in, in a in a great coaching career. Absolutely. So, really excited about this game tonight, of course. And you know, this eight game win streak they're on has been very impressive, and. To get there, it hasn't been easy. Let's hear Joe Gaddis talk about that eight-game win streak his team is on currently. Yeah, we were two and three um, after we walked off the field at West High School on September 18th, and we've uh, 
we've turned things around quite a bit. I don't think I've ever had a team do this because most people thought we weren't even going to get in the playoffs at that point, but we've obviously turned things around. We had some injuries early. Um, we lost uh, our starting center early in the season. We lost our running back, Kendall Jackson, uh, for a couple of weeks, and when he came back, he still wasn't well. I think as, as Kendall's gotten better, we've gotten a little bit better on offense. Um, and I think our seniors, though, just decided that, uh, you know, of course I told them after the West game, everything that we wanted to do was still in front of us, even though it didn't look good at two and three. Uh, and they kind of believe that, and, and they've let us as far as we've gone so far. But they just refused to let this season get away from us. So they didn't let the season get away from them. They were two and three at their, after that Knoxville West loss, and they're on an eight-game win streak now, which is a, a credit to his coaching ability and his kids' persistence and resilience. Oh, without question. And the thing is, you know, when you've got a team like that, I mean, kind of go back and look at the MLB playoffs. You know, when when wild cards that have to have to grind normally 162 game schedule, and they come into the postseason with some momentum and that kind of thing, as opposed to a team that. You don't want to say coasted, but but did not have things quite so hard coming down the stretch. You know, you heard him say a lot of folks didn't think we were going to get into the playoffs. You know, they knock off a Knoxville West team, and all of a sudden they're here. So they're battle-tested. You know, you, you look at a summit coming off of a state runner-up finish a year ago, um, undefeated in region play, albeit they lost – a handful of games in region play because of COVID. Um, they win their first game in the playoffs, 42-6 over Hillwood. You know, I would think that the one concern that you might have is, you know, have they been pushed? Now, again, they had to rally at Beach a couple weeks ago, but they never trailed at Henry County. They were tied, but they were never tra- they never trailed. Um, and... When you look back at this game a year ago against Knoxville Central, they got down early. How would they handle that? Couldn't answer. So, if there is a concern about Summit going into tonight's game, that would be it for me. What happens should they find themselves in an adverse situation? Well, let's go back to week one. (laughs) Independence, where they trailed by double digits in the fourth quarter, came back to win the game. So, have they been pushed? Yes. Has it been 15 weeks ago? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do they remember? Did they have Keaton Wade? No. Uh, so <laughs> there's a lot of elements to that. And, uh, you know, a lot of things that, that we will continue to talk about on this show as we uh, get to close to our third segment where we will hear from Brian Coleman. But, you know, it, you're, that is where the, the question mark comes in is how will Summit handle adversity if – presented with it I think we saw that in the beach game where they I mean they had to have a score to win they were down 29 28 and had to score drove the ball scored much like the Titans the Tennessee Titans if you get up on summit early and force them to be one-dimensional throwing the ball then things get a little dicey I don't think that's the case this year that's what happened last year when Summit, when Destin Wade was an athlete playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now he's a quarterback. So even if he has to throw the ball, I think they are capable of making a comeback if necessary. I don't think they will need to, but they're capable. So Tipping your hand a little there. Huh? That's all right. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so you know, this is this is going to be a tough test. It, you don't get to Cookville and not have a tough test, right? Dis, despite forty-four nothing wins last night, MUS was was not an easy opponent. I mean, it just so happened that they turned the ball over quite a bit. Well, I think five so, interceptions is going. It, that's that's going to lend it, itself to a blowout. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, this this is not an. There are no easy roads in Cookville, and uh, that's what we're most excited about. So we're going to take a quick break and come back, and we will hear from Brian Coleman and what he had to say at the press conference on Monday and uh, talk about a Texas football player who uh, ended his own season and maybe his career last night. We also want to talk about a basketball game from last night and and what will be coming up on the hardwood and the mats. This weekend. And bowling last And bowling. Speaking of hardwood. (laughs) All right. When we come back, we will talk about all those things and more on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Young here with Mo Patton and J.P. Plant with you on location at Tucker Stadium for the Blue Cross Bowl 2020. As we just heard from Oak Ridge coach Joe Gaddis on his team's plans on trying to stop Destin Wade in the Summit offense. Let's hear from Brian Coleman on Destin Wade and playing that Oak Ridge defense. We'll hear about Destin Wade first and then the Col- and then Coleman talking about playing against that Oak Ridge defense. Coming from last year, uh, you know, we, we relied more on his legs last year. And, and in the offseason, uh, as a coaching staff and, and Destin also, uh, we just felt like to give him the best opportunity to be a college quarterback because that's what he wants to be. He wants to be a college quarterback. Uh, we thought the best opportunity for him to do that was get better in the passing game, reading defenses and, and throwing all the throws and, and – get his arm strength up. And, uh, I mean, he already had the athletic, athletic ability. We knew that. But, uh, you know, just to, to, to fine-tune those things, uh, you know, to benefit him uh, going on to the next level. And he's worked hard. Uh, we've worked hard trying to get him there. Uh, and uh, his teammates around him, you know, help him, be- help him get better also. So, uh, yeah, that was a, definitely a focal point uh, during the offseason and early in the, in the preseason. Very strong defense. I mean, they held the opponent last week to nothing. So, uh, you know, if you're going to do that in the semifinals, that's something to be said. Uh, good all around. They can stop the run, and they can they can press you man-to-man and, and stop your passing game also. Uh, uh, middle linebackers are very aggressive, uh, reading uh, reading their keys and, and such like that. So, uh, you know, they're a very, very good defense, and you can tell that by the, the previous films, the previous scores, uh, that that's what they're hanging their hat on and, and in being very successful at it. 
they have been very successful, as we talked about those five shutouts earlier. So, so Brian Coleman obviously feels comfortable letting Destin Wade throw the football. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we saw that even last year when, when we kind of talked about Air, Air Coleman to some degree. <laughs> it's uh, wild. I, I, think they've, I think they've thrown the ball less this year than they did well, they haven't had year. to throw it as much this year. That's true too, but but they have. <laughs> they certainly were they been, were losing games last year. But they were certainly effective when they when they have thrown the ball again. Six of nine last week for one seventy three. I mean, I think you have to feel comfortable with that. I think um, I think Destin has earned the confidence of that coaching staff with his performance in the passing game and. Um, I mean, in the story you had, he 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 thrown for over seven hundred yards and seven touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, seven hundred one yards and no, no, he's thrown in the playoffs. He's thrown for five fifty seven and gotcha. nine. Yeah, the nine touchdowns is wild and no picks. Yeah, nine touchdowns, no interceptions. The fumble he had in the red zone or inside the five yard line against Beach, his mm-hmm. only. Real turnover. Right. He fumbled a, a, another one, but uh, it, was it was fourth, on fourth down, down, and he yeah. wasn't getting in anyway. Yeah, uh, but so. I, I just I think that the nine touchdowns and the no interceptions, I think that you know makes as big a statement, says as much as anything, because nothing earns a coaching staff's confidence like taking care of the football. Uh, and for the year, he's thrown for eighteen touchdowns and five picks. So you can't. I mean, as a junior. If you want to be a college quarterback, that's how you become a college quarterback is you take care of the football. They'll give you a shot, and he's got the size. He's got the ability. It's a matter of, you know, does he make good decisions? Well, clearly he makes good decisions. So, And not only does he make good decisions through the air, but his ability to pull it down and either buy some time or make a play with his legs gives him the ability to not have to make poor decisions exactly when when you've got that ability when you're not just a pocket passer who can only throw the ball that that gives you that option and like you said it makes the decision making process a little easier i don't have to force something downfield i'm not limited to that that's not my only means of making a play so he's he's fun to watch i tell you if, if you've not seen him then shame on you for one thing. But if you've not seen him, tonight would be a great opportunity to do so, whether you're here in per- person or on, again, my TV 30, starting at 7 o'clock. It's going to be a great ball game. So this is Summit's second consecutive uh, state championship appearance last year. As you mentioned earlier, they failed to Knox Central, uh, who lost in the quarterfinals to South Doyle this year. Um that was a bit of a surprise. Uh, that being said, that experience from last year is definitely going to help them. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think there's any way that it wouldn't help. Just being in this atmosphere, being on this stage with the number of players that played in that game that will be on the field tonight. I, I don't know how it could be anything but positive for them. Well, Brian Coleman had uh, a little bit to say about that experience, so let's hear from him on there. 2019 championship game experience and how it will help them tonight. A lot of these kids started, a lot of these kids played in that game last year and uh, left with a bad taste in their mouth. So uh, uh, I, I believe, uh, you know, I think it's going to be invaluable. I think that trip to Cook will help helped us even in, in the Henry County game, even in these other road games that we've been on this this 
this uh, playoff run. So, uh, yeah, I think that's invaluable. I think it's going to help us a lot. Uh, the kids have been – they've seen the stadium. You know, they, they've been there. They know what, what to expect. They can, they can visualize it in their head. Uh, that's what something they couldn't do last year. Uh, and I think maybe the, the big time of the game last year kind of kind of hurt us a little bit. Heck, we didn't get started to about the second quarter. We didn't start really playing our football to about the second quarter. By that time, we were down 21 points at least. So uh, I think this year it helps out a lot. Again, that's how you beat Summit, right? You get up on them early and you force them to be one-dimensional. And this that that's the best way to get a you know to to beat this team. I, I mean. Is it possible? Is it possible for Oak Ridge not only to stop Summit, but to also put points on the board? Yeah. I mean, you you did that article earlier this week on that defensive unit led by um, defensive head coach Alex Melton. Defensive head coach. I like it. And – and middle middle slash outside linebacker Gavin Wells, um, the the defensive Swiss Army knife for the for the Spartans. You know, it this offense and Destin Wade get a lot of a lot of attention and rightfully so. But um, that defense has played at a, at a high level all year. And uh, you know that's that's what we expected coming into this year. We knew that defense was going to be vaunted, but we expected them to be able to do it. Because of Keaton Wade, they've done it without Keaton Wade. Now, now, as you say that, he did get his most significant playing time of the year last week up at Henry County, and you know, as we as we kind of expected, when he made a play, it was a big play. He came up with a couple of sacks in that ball game, and I think they were both on third down, and. Um, obviously kind of disrupted what Henry County was trying to do offensively at that point. And, you know, when you can add a Keaton Wade to the mix the week before the state championship, that's that's not bad. That's, it's it's never bad to get a four-star linebacker on your back on your team at any point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care when it happens. Well, one thing's for sure, he's not tired. He's not. He's got fresh legs and fresh leg Keaton Wade. I'll, I'll be curious to see if we see him on offense tonight. You know, last game of the year, Brent can't hold anything back now. Uh, and I, this wind is picking up here uh, yeah, at, uh, in Cookville, and it's getting a lot of things wet, and I'm afraid that we're going to have to jump and hold on to these tents. Well, one thing I can say, our tent is in better better shape than another one we're looking at over here. Oh, wow. Man, that's 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 a rough day. It, that's a got, rough it, day. This one here has got stuff dangling in, in places that I don't think they're supposed to dangle. So, um, Hey, the clock's running. Yeah. It, it, un- it, it's had 75 minutes on it since we walked in. It, it just started because it's down to 74.30. And so counting. it just started. So that's how far we are away from getting this Alcoa Milan game started up in the 3A championship of the Blue Cross Bowl. Well, real quick, <laughs> this uh, this 3A game, is there any chance that Milan keeps it close? Man, I mean, <laughs> you don't want to predict a boat race in a state championship game, but at the same time, it's Alcoa. It's Alcoa. And you would not be surprised if it goes that way. That's correct. That, that's that's the that's the right answer. I would not be surprised if it is a boat race, but yeah. let's hope it's not. Yeah, let's yeah. hope for a good game and not be surprised when it's not. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. I, I, here's one thing. Where are we? How, where are we on? We got time? about five minutes. Uh, here's one thing that I don't think we'll see is today or win? tomorrow. Well, besides that, um, 
I don't believe we'll see a player come off the sidelines and blindside an official. Yeah, that, that, that I don't know if you guys have seen this or not, but a, a Texas high school football player was ejected from a football game on, I guess it was last night. No, it or wasn't was it? last night. I think it was last week. Oh, okay. Um, well, wow, it's just now picking up Yeah, okay. exactly. Let's see. Hang on. I'm pulling it up. Um, nonetheless, the player was ejected from the football game, and he took it hard. <laughs> and uh, he, after being ejected, he left the sideline and charged the referee, the white hat referee, and essentially, not, I mean, knocked him over. I, I don't want to say he speared him or anything, but he, he he put a licking on him. It doesn't say when this game was. Oh, yeah, I guess it was last night. Um, the kid is a junior from Edinburgh, Texas. Um, Emmanuel Duran was ejected for a late hit and unsportsmanlike penalty and then came back onto the field and, and tackled this official from behind. Had to be escorted from the premises by local Law police. Yes. That's, that's so, what's rough. Yeah. And, like, um, hey, buddy. I mean, talk about bad to worse that's that's <laughs> it, it it got there quickly for for young mr duran yeah it, <laughs> you don't you don't want to so i mean I, I don't know how it works for players <laughs> i assume it's the same um but if you touch a, an official it it's a felony it's felony assault for a parent i know to touch an official for anybody and a spectator i guess is the best way to put it yeah for a spectator to do it it's it's an it's a felony yeah. i don't know that it's that for a minor uh, you know, 17-year-old kid, 16, 17-year-old kid, I don't know. But, I mean, it can't be good. <laughs> yeah, no, it can't. And and what's worse, again, he's a junior, and he was um, expected to be one of the top wrestlers in Texas oh, yeah. this he's season. Oh, definitely not wrestling. As a sophomore, he went 44-8 and eight and went 4-2 and two at the Texas State Tournament. So he was going to be, I'm not sure what weight class, but – he was he was gonna. He's a pretty big guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, think this was This was yeah. This wasn't a defensive back. Yeah. This wasn't a, a you know a five eleven one sixty five kid. This was. It's a good sized kid. Yeah. It's a big old boy. And and so you got you have to think that his high school athletic career at this point is in jeopardy. Is in jeopardy. At least in jeopardy. Uh, you know, depending on how how things play out. Hopefully, they will play out. In a positive manner for him, he can he can get some help if he needs you know, anger management or that as, sort of thing. Yeah, you know, and what my concern and the reason I, I kind of brought this to y'all's attention this morning is because you know obviously the the knee jerk hope he never plays again and I don't just mean high school that kind of thing. You know, I get all that. I understand all that. I, I understand that there have to be consequences for your actions and that 16-, 17-year-olds have to learn that. But I also know that they are 16- and 17-year-olds. And I'm not sure that the next 20 or 30 years of that kid's life necessarily needs to be dictated by this. And if you you take away the possibility of a college scholarship, you may be taking away the possibility of a college education. You know, I'm just not sure that this deserves to to define – a 16- or 17-year-old kid's life. I agree. 
I'm not saying he needs to play. I'm not saying he needs to wrestle this year. I'm not saying he needs to play football next year. I'm saying I'm not sure what needs to happen. And for these people, they can say he should never play again. Hey, great. I'm glad you see it that black and white. (laughs) It is not that way. (laughs) But clearly, if you see it that way, then you've not spent a whole lot of time around 16, 17-year-olds. Listen. You've probably not raised one. No nuance November ended four days ago. So... Let, let's let's keep some nuance available, you know. Let, let, let's keep let's keep an open mind here, and and let's figure out a way. How do we how do we help the kid? Yeah, clearly he needs some kind of uh, of help. Whether it be, I mean, he was ejected for a reason. Yeah. So clearly he has some issues. Yeah. So let let's figure out how to address that first. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean. I just think that we're so easy, uh, so quick to jump to the end of the line instead of trying to figure something out in between. So, okay, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, On the other side of the top of the hour, we will – do we have – Confirmation. We we have confirmation that in this second hour we will visit with TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress here on site, um, and and I'm interested to see you know to get his thoughts on how we got to this point. It's gonna. Uh, they got here. Uh, yeah, getting to this point is impressive. How did we get here? We'll let Bernard Childress tell us. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by The Rock Place, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years, specializing in orthopedic injuries. Their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. 62 minutes, 15 seconds, and counting away from the Class 3A state championship between the Milan Bulldogs and the Alcoa Tornadoes. Alcoa going for its seventh consecutive state championship. This would be their second time to get seven straight. So there's that. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, they are impressive and and have been for quite some time. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Good luck to the Bulldogs. Yeah, good, good, good luck, folks. Oh, man. We will have uh, TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress here with us uh, shortly. And a little bit later, we may get uh, some other guests on the line. So, or, or, or hopefully to stop by the, the tent here as we, we are sitting um, just outside the media tent here in the end zone facing the Jumbotron. And that's what they you, – you can text or do something or another to get on the Jumbotron. JP, do you, speaking of Jumbotron, does anybody know where that term even came from? Because the first time I ever heard it was on WWF, <laughs> back when it was still WWF. I, I do not know the origins of the Jumbotron. 
but it's uh, very appropriate and certainly a. Uh, what, what is the Tron part? I don't get the Tron. It's electronics, really, I guess. I guess it's electronics. Some, some play on electronics. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I guess there there was nothing that flowed with TV. The jumbo TV jumbotron. I, I, I'm thinking jumbotron may have been like a brand. It could have been well like so been. many things. You're right, Mo. It like Kleenex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a band aid or Coke. Yeah, that, that's understandable. I just I, I've just always thought, you know, boy, that's odd. <laughs> <laughs> Why does everybody call every one of them a jumbotron? Whether they are or not. Whether it is or not. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just a giant television to me. You know, I don't know if our listeners can hear, but we were talking off air during the break just now. DJ has been solid this morning. The Got a little Phil Collins going right now, which is never, never a, a bad, bad thing. thing. Yeah, you know, that that's what's so, that, that's what's so interesting is, uh, you know, when – when we were talking about it, it's it's not just one genre. Yeah. He's kind of mixed it up. He's, he's moving it around. Yeah. He's had he's, a little Leanne Rhymes earlier and uh, not uh. not the one song everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I didn't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we are here on location, Tucker Stadium on the campus of Tennessee Tech University. It is the 2020 Blue Cross Bowl, and it's getting a little chillier. Yeah, it's the, colder the, the, than it was. The, the wind. wind is picking up a little bit. I mean, you can see the flags moving at the far end of the field, and um, I'm not liking that. I'm not a big fan of the cold. And it stopped raining though, at least momentarily. Yeah. Not well. I would say knock on wood, but we don't have any. Well, I, actually, I, I'm seeing some. I'm seeing some drops in this puddle over here, so we may not be out of the rain fully right now. But it's not going to be a bad day. No. Because it's state championship day. We do have this 3A championship game. We've got the 1A championship game coming up, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But right now, let's talk about some local sports uh, let, back let, back home for you folks. Hey, yeah, let's talk about the one basketball game that we got in last night as Columbia Central's girls had their winning streak come to an end as they traveled to Ensworth and fell 75-39 despite 13 points and 7 rebounds from Janiah Riley and an 11-point performance from Josie Parks. So, um, you know, good to go see some competition, though, for the Lady Lions. Yeah. I think that makes them 5-1 now. It does. But, you know, that's that's not a bad loss to Ensworth. And, you know, I'm sure that, that, that there's some things that they can take out of that as they get ready to get into um, – District Eight AAA play next week. I think they um, I think they take on Coffee County, um, which will certainly be a challenge. As um, <laughs> I can't, I'm trying to hold my laugh. No, you but can't, I can't. You can't. You can't. Um, so <laughs> in the in, in, in the last segment, we were talking about um, the the shape of our tent. Um, the Milan. It looks like some type of a broadcast crew maybe Milan's uh, I think it's their FHS huddle. or maybe their huddle. huddle but they man they got some issues <laughs> that that tent that tent has seen better days we 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 may have to take a picture or a video and, and throw may, this we up may on also Twitter. have to let them borrow our tent after we leave at 11 o'clock because actually I think their tent by design is bigger than ours ours is certainly more effective <laughs> but um 
I think their tent is bigger. Oh, I don't know, but this poor kid is trying real hard. They're trying to make it work. They're they're trying to be resourceful. I'll give them that. They're trying to hook it through the 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 little um, fence between the field and the track. They're they're trying to make it work, and with all the electronics that they've got, obviously they've got to have it covered up, so they they know that. But um, man, they are they are definitely fighting uphill right now, much like their football team will be later. I'm afraid. Uh, no but, doubt. No doubt. At, anyway, at so, any rate, so Columbia Central's girls fall at Ensworth. That was supposed to be a doubleheader. As it turned out, it was not. Ensworth boys basketball has had some COVID issues, so they did not play. Also, a scheduled doubleheader last night between <laughs> as Providence Christian was supposed to travel to um, Columbia, Columbia Academy. Academy. Uh, Providence Christian had some COVID issues. That 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 doubleheader was not played. Tonight's doubleheader with Columbia Academy going to Webb Bellbuckle will not take place because Webb Bellbuckle has some COVID issues as well. Neither will. Uh, Zion and Providence, right? They were supposed to play tonight. Zion and Providence Christian were supposed That's to play tonight, and they will not play, obviously, because right. Providence has COVID issues. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. If they couldn't so play last night, they, they can't, can't play, play tonight. tonight. Yeah, so what we're looking at on the um, schedule for tonight in area basketball is Hollow Rock Brewston traveling to Hampshire. Page going to Independence and District 11 AAA action. Richland will go to Wayne County, and Shelbyville goes to Summertown. Again, tomorrow in a 6 o'clock boys only affair, Mount Pleasant goes to Summertown. Um, let's see. I'm really we, excited about that Mount Pleasant Summertown game. I'm, I'm curious to see how that one turns out. It should be interesting. Out. It should be interesting. I'm looking forward to that as well. We will actually have um, full coverage, coverage of that event so um looking forward to that as well also um we had some bowling yesterday the um division two division two well it's not a it's just division two middle region quarterfinals took place up at hermitage strike and spare and nice seat at columbia academy fell to pope john paul ii 15 12 um so the bulldogs Gave JP2 all they, all they wanted, wanted, all they wanted um, before falling in that one. So, um, speaking with athletics director Pernell Knox, um, CA expects to have two or three advance to the individual state tournament. I'm sure Austin Kimes will be among that three, the, the Martin Methodist bowling signee. So, my dad asked me over Thanksgiving, How did we ever figure out how bowling scoring worked? I was did like, you tell him no? Nope. Okay. <laughs> sure didn't. And and we've still not. And Chuck. still won't. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we we still have not. So uh, that's that's kind of where we're at on that. Yeah. yeah we, we just know that there's 27 points and uh, CA got 12 of them, which is more than I expected them to get. I'm not gonna lie. But less than half. And so fewer than half. That's right. So, so there you go. The officials are coming onto the field for this Alcoa Milan matchup as the clock is now at 53.30 and counting. Can we just – can, can, for all the grief we've given the officials in this playoff season, yesterday a couple of different instances where there could have been some miscommunication, some, some, some misapplication mm-hmm. of rules and uh, effects of that nature. Instead, they got it right both times. 
very proud of the way that they um, they handled that situation. So, well done to the officials yesterday, and really, um, really good job on the application of, of rules. And um, so, we're going to give them props when when we need to. Yeah, because we've certainly given them whatever non-props would be when when they've been deserved. You know, chasing folks off the side of the field and different things like that <laughs> or misapplication of rules yeah but but you're okay because you're a trainer that's right i'm okay i am a trainer um yeah so uh, i don't see mr childress anywhere but that's okay we do have uh, plenty to talk about and is that was that it for for that all was local sports okay that was well, then let's talk briefly about the game that's coming up at 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Fayetteville and South Pittsburgh, the black and orange team, will definitely win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of black and orange for that one. Um, again, we've um, we've got an article up on the website, sm-tnsports.com, that talks about, you know, the challenges that Fayetteville has faced getting here just in terms of their own league play. Oh, my goodness. It has the, the tent has now the, the tent has bought it. It's given up. Yeah, yeah. Has given up on the day. Um, hey, fuel up with chocolate milk, Mo. <laughs> there you go. Just in case you guys weren't aware, JP, do you know what the official drink of the TWA is? I do now. Yes. <laughs> you know what? No, I. It's been that way for for a good while now. It has been that yeah. way for a while. In yeah. fact, that's a good have, message. They have given out um, flash drives. In the shape with, with of those, yeah. chocolate milk bo- um, bottles. Okay, but here's the thing: yeah. it's not a specific brand. No, it's not. It's not a brand. Just, it's just any chocolate, chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. Yeah. Just in general, like just, if you drink chocolate milk, it's the, we, TWS AA approved. Well, we we want to leave. We want to we want to give you options. Uh, options. I wonder what chocolate milk did to get that <laughs> distinction. Who's paying? Yeah, I, I think it's the Tennessee dairy farmers. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I believe it is the Tennessee dairy farmers. Now, now that that makes a whole lot of sense. And speaking of dairy farmers, if you're a uh, fan of uh, dairy farmers and the like, you uh, can go see our friends over at Nash Family Creamery. Over, I know John, Coach John Wilde at Summit, and and Coach Jim Fay. Both of those guys will will attest to the the, the fantasticness of the Nash Family Creamery over. As you head towards Shelbyville, I'm gonna tell you what. If John Wilde ever decides to give up coaching, dude, a spot needs, the food a, network? dude needs a food show, <laughs> food network, yeah, or, or at least a blog. Or I something. really, I really feel like we should just get him on our pot, our food podcast that we're gonna do. I think we could help out with that. We could do something <laughs> we, for sure. I, I think we could. That, yeah, that's something that we and he need to sit down and talk about. You know. <laughs> You know the 94 feet with Jay Billis that he does on ESPN? <laughs> yeah. Look, we could do a 94 feet with John Wilde talking about his buffets. favorite food spots. <laughs> 94 <Yeah>. foot buffets? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the length of the buffet, not the court. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. Buffet, the buffet there you go. <laughs> oh, man. They're not doing those these days. No, are buffets they? are not a good thing. Buff- yeah. yeah. COVID has shut down the buffets. Buffets uh, have not survived uh, pandemic. Actually, yeah. Golden Corral has. <laughs> You can still go to Golden Corral. We did not do that last night. But you can. But you can. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Fayetteville is South getting ready. <laughs> South Pitt are getting ready to play. Sorry, I just I get distracted by squirrels and whatnot and shiny and objects. Tents. <laughs> the tent is done, folks. The tent is done. Um, <laughs> I give them credit for their effort, though. The effort, effort was yeah. really impressive. Yeah. It, it, it's that Bart Simpson, at least you tried. At, and, and so, as I look at the, the weather map, it does not look like the rain is going to cease anytime yeah. soon. Uh, that being said, there it does appear that the rain could uh, subside either before or during the Summit game tonight. So, that would be nice to not be in the rain while I have my wireless microphone and I'm on the sidelines yep. as a <laughs> sideline reporter tonight on the radio broadcast in case you're wanting to listen to that. Uh, in case you – if you were on the fence, I will be reporting from the sidelines, so that probably helps you make that decision. One way or the other. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back – We're actually going to uh, talk a little bit about South Pitt and Fayetteville. We might one actually talk about South Pitt and Fayetteville and uh, continue our coverage of the Blue Cross Bowl here live from Tucker Stadium on the campus of Tennessee Tech University. Be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Hey, folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. I'm Chris Yow, joined as always with Maurice Patton. We are Southern Middle Tennessee Sports and we're coming to you live weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. with the most in-depth coverage of local high school sports and more. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. If you want to hear our thoughts regarding the Atlanta Braves, the Tennessee Titans, area colleges, and more, be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday, 9 to 11, weekdays, 1017 WKOM. The playoffs live on TriStar Sports Radio. He's got some open field. Brandon McKean, 50, 40, 30, Keep going, baby. 20. No one is going to catch him. Pierce has got a lane. 40, 35, cuts back yes. in. Come on, baby. And it's a touchdown from Destin Wade to Brady Pierce. The road to Cookville ends Friday night. Summit, Oak Ridge on TriStar Sports Radio. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, where we just got smacked with some some rain uh, right in the face for one of us. And in the, the face! In the back for the other. <laughs> the DJ still on point, playing oh, yeah. to lose yourself and lean back <laughs> during that break, and I was, I was well, jamming. Some, some well-placed bleeps. Yeah, clearly the, uh, the the clean version of that. Yeah, <laughs> as we are at a high school football game on a college campus. Still waiting to uh, 
to get Bernard Childress on the show, but he is on his way. So we will talk to him here momentarily. Right now, we'll talk a little bit about this Fayetteville-South Pitt game coming up at 3 p.m. And uh, the, the Fayetteville... The, the Fayetteville defense is probably going to have to stouten up. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I, well, I'm, they're certainly capable, though. They certainly are. As as Heath Jackson, Craig McGee, Craig McGee informed us last week when we had them on prior to that um, semifinal game out at Lake County, which the Tigers went out and won 42-8. So, indeed, the defense did. Stouting up, up in Tiptonville. Yeah, they, and and they're gonna have they're gonna have to play a, a nearly perfect football game today in order to take care of the Pirates, who are a perennial powerhouse. You know, in this, Class 1A. this Pirates team we've been hearing about them all year. Um, their only loss was to Meigs County, and all <laughs> Meigs County did was advance to Go tomorrow's to two A state championship game. So. Um, you know, and, and one of their wins was over Gordonsville, which Gordonsville defeated Fayetteville during Correct. the regular season. So, you know, if you're into comparative scores and comparative results and that kind of thing, there is and that. Yeah, yeah. You know, to a degree. Um, Fayetteville lost their opener to Marion County, and then they lost to Gordonsville mid-year. But, you know, this program, again, had a foundation – when Coach Morrison came in there, the one and nine season in 2018, notwithstanding, had had some success under Alvin Palmer. He's certainly taken it to the next level. And um, yeah, for a program that started play in what 2013 mm-hmm. to get to this point this quickly, pretty impressive. What did Coach Morrison have to say? We actually uh, played these clips on, uh, I guess it was our Tuesday show, maybe our Wednesday show. I'm not I think sure. it was Wednesday, but. Um, <clears throat> We'll hear what Coach Morrison had to say about that South Pittsburgh team and how he plans to take advantage of what he has to offer. That's uh, probably the most talented defensive front I've seen in in, in a lot of years. And I, I coached six A football in uh, in the state of Alabama and, and, and saw some Hoovers and uh, saw some really good programs. And I'm telling you, these guys up front could play for any of those guys any day of the week. Uh, they're very talented. Um, we we feel strong about our offensive line, and it's you know we're, we're going to get truly tested. Our offensive line has been our key all year long. Um, it won't be any secret to Coach Grider. We try to run the football, and uh, we're an old school football team. It's in the shotgun. Uh, I guess trying to make us look like we're a new school football team, but we're we're old school, and uh, that's the way I was raised and the way I played and. Uh, our O-line has done a great job for us, and so they'll they'll be tested. And Jalen's sitting right here beside me. It's, it's no secret. We've told them the same thing. It'll be won or lost up front. And, uh, and boy, wow, they're very talented. They're talented all over the field, not just up front. They're, they're back guys. They're linebacker. Got a uh, uh, linebacker up for, for Mr. Football as well. And, I mean, uh, a young man sitting with Coach Grider right there is as talented as I've seen play this game. Uh, he is a phenomenal young man. And every D1 school in, in this country ought to be over all over this kid. Uh, phenomenal young man uh, on the field. So we, we, we got our hands full for sure. They certainly have their hands full, and they will have their hands full at 3 o'clock today. And, uh, but I think they're up for the challenge. I mean, I don't think this is going to be a boat race of any sort. I think it's going to be a really good football game. And I'm excited. 
I, I mean, I'm really excited to hear to see, you know, what happens in that three o'clock game. So yeah, uh, I, I I like the way um, Kenny Morrison put it. I mean, there, there's there's no mystery. Yeah. Here. <laughs> we're old school, even though we look like we're not. You know, we're going to run the ball, and either you stop us or you don't. And I'm okay and with that. I'm, I'm afraid they're going <laughs> to stop them. But, I think you know, there you go. Yeah. This, look, is what we, this is what we do. Listen, you know? Fayetteville has options. They've got a very good run game. They've got two very good running backs, and they can throw the football. Mm-hmm. They've got big guys on the outside. If and they, if they can suck you down and then go up top, once it, or twice, they may not need to, but once or twice. Exactly. That once or twice will be just enough to at least keep them honest in that defensive backfield and keep you from creeping up. So sure. There, there, there's some potential there for this Fayetteville team. I don't think it's going to be quite like maybe the one we're about to see. Yeah. Yeah. So. We have TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress in our sights within arm's reach. Do we want to take a break and come back, or do let's we just, want to just roll? Let's roll with it. Let's roll. We're going to get a quick mic check from him uh, <laughs> here. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Hello. Hey, that, it is. works. There we go. The there microphone we... works. We are in good shape. That was Bernard Childress. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, welcome to Cookville. Glad to be here. <laughs> um, that's that's exactly right. We're glad to be here. In more ways than one. Hold that up a little closer, Coach. Absolutely. Hey, um, we were talking earlier, and, and we've talked all week. You know, back in July, June, this was a pipe dream. I mean, is that is that fair to say? Oh, it's, it's very fair to say, Maurice. I was just talking with a, a bunch of our board members on yesterday, and uh, I can't tell you the number of people that have already come up to some of, some of us and said thanks for not giving up Thank, I know you took a lot of heat and uh, you know when we went to the board a couple of times and delayed our decision on what we were going to do you know we got blasted for that but I just felt like we were making progress with the governor's team and all of our regulations and guidelines and felt that we put something in place and said well we're going we're gonna to delay the start start in September then that would have been over. So it, it, even with all of that, it, it definitely was a pipe dream. And so to be sitting here after one night of high school football state championships already and getting ready to play two more, I mean, I know that you aren't into taking a whole lot of credit individually, but we have tried to recognize, you know, the kids, the coaches, the administrators at the school level, right. the administrators at, at your out at your office in Hermitage for doing what had to be done for this to happen. Well, and I appreciate that. And what I've, what I've always said, and I said a lot of times to my staff, is that, you know, what we're doing and what we've done to get to this point pales in comparison to what our administrators, coaches, and fans have had to do all season. Uh, they've been dealing with this on the field, off the field, and practicing games uh, to get us to this point. And I can tell you, this is the first day in Cookville that I've gotten up and it was pouring down, rain, raining, and it didn't bother me one bit because I'm just so happy to be here. <laughs> that's a that, and that's a big thing, you know. We, we talk about how how the weather is not great, but it's perfect. It's all in, put it all in perspective. It does it? not matter anymore, and it, you know it. 
it's been a, it's been a, a challenge. How, how have how has your office dealt with some of those challenges, or was the plan put in place w- done well enough that you didn't have to really worry about throughout the rest of the year? You knew that we have a plan, and this is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worrying about it right now. Okay. I understand, but but you didn't have no, no. To, you weren't having to to change things as right. as the year progressed. You just you had a you had a plan. Well, that's not uh, that's not the case. So when you look at our regulations and guidelines, okay, uh, I think we uh, we even start color coding those on our website because with so many changes at the very beginning. Gotcha. It just seemed like every time we got something in place and say, "Hey, this is it. This is what." The professionals are telling us, the scientists are telling us that we need to do. We read them, everybody agrees, and then two hours later it changed. <laughs> uh, but, but you know, that's kind of settled down. Uh, but we still probably weekly, uh, and we're, we're communicating with all of our schools saying, hey, we're here, but we got to get better. You know, we saw some individual schools that, you know, were having some problems and difficulties. We reached out to them. I did that yesterday just in basketball. You know, so uh, we are uh, still on a daily basis trying to make sure that we are doing the things that we need to do to keep our activities as safe as possible for our young people. Bernard, I'm glad you mentioned basketball because I have been told by numerous people and a lot of them that don't know each other so it's it's coming from interesting angles that there is the possibility of a major announcement regarding athletic activities following this weekend um I don't even know how you can answer that, to be I, honest. I can but answer, but I'm I mean, glad to answer it. You know, I'm going to answer the questions you, you give me. Can um, you tell me what that announcement is? I know what it fact, is. I'm just kidding. With uh, you. Okay. I'm going to say the fact that he looked at you like, what are you talking about, made me happy for us. I was like, okay. Well, oh, no, he knows what I'm talking <laughs> I know, about. I know that, exactly what he's talking about. And that that started on social media. Uh, I mean, uh, I guess it, everything that goes on social media is, 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 is the truth. Hey, I saw it on the internet. There you yeah, go. Yes, it must be true. I saw it on the internet, and, uh, and it must be true. Yeah. we're going to shut everything down. I can as, tell as you as soon right, as football gets done. I can tell you right now, the board stance is, and it has, and it continues to be, that our guidelines and our regulations are in place. We're going to do everything that we can to make sure that we keep those updated. The ultimate decision to play or not to play is left up to the local schools and the school system, based on what their situation is. Because Tennessee, you know, it's different in every part of our state. And so we said, you make the decision, work with your health department and the people that you work with in your community, and if you decide to play, this is the safest way today that we feel like you can do it. And that's where we are. That's, you know, that's exactly what you told us in the summer is it's not a one-size-fits-all situation. It's, I mean, from Memphis to you know to Mountain to, City to Johnson City or whatever <laughs> it's a it's completely different mm-hmm. in every single community and I'm so I'm so appreciative of the fact that you guys recognize that because these kids appreciate it because mm-hmm. they whether or not they, if they miss two weeks mm-hmm. I think they're okay with that yeah you're right it, it only takes one situation but I mean like I said just yesterday I can't tell you I was thinking parents didn't even have a clue as to who I was, but walking up and saying, hey, 
We know what you've done. We know what you've been through. Thank you. Our kids needed that. It don't take but one person to tell you that to know. And what we look at is, like you said, Shelby County was having tremendous problems, you know, with their numbers. But in Cloudland, they had no, no, no unfa- uh, outbreaks whatsoever. So is it fair to shut down the entire state because one area of our state is having problems? We leave that up to our local school systems, and that's why we give our administrators, coaches, fans, everyone in that those uh, areas credit for what they're doing because they are in the trenches and they're doing the hard work. That's that's encouraging news <laughs> to to a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> including us. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've had board members to walk up to me and ask me, are you shutting down sports next week? And I was like, I didn't know I had that much power. I thought that was uh, – thought that was I, you. I, I thought that was – I should have asked you that question. Are you, you know, shutting down sports next exactly week? right. <laughs> we are visiting with TSSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress. We are 34 minutes away from kickoff here at Tucker Stadium on the campus of Tennessee Tech University as – the Class 3A championship between Alcoa and Milan will be getting the second day of the Blue Cross Bowl start, and it will be followed by the 1A matchup between South Pittsburgh and Fayetteville, and then at 7, that that 1A matchup is at 3 o'clock. At 7, the Class 5A state championship between Oak Ridge and Summit. Um, again, Coach Childress, I, I can, appreciate you taking some can time we, can with we us. Add, l- let me ask you this, Coach, because I, I, I need to know the, the uh, being from Alabama, I don't, I don't know the, the, the hierarchy and how this needs to happen, but um, <laughs> I'm trying to get the playoffs knocked down to three teams per region per region with the, with the one seed getting a bye into the quarterfinals because uh, four is just too many and two is not enough. So how do I need to start this? I, I'm, do I need to put it on the Internet so it'll be true? Uh, <laughs> that could be a start. Okay? <laughs> but I can tell you, you know, we, uh, our board looks at things like that all the time. And uh, the way our uh, legislative council, uh, legislative process works, uh, anything like that would have to be a, come from a proposal from, from school. the schools and for the board to consider it. But I tell people all the time, once you give – Give it is hard to take it away. <laughs> you're right. You know, you're right. And that's what the problem is being. Uh, if, you, if you ask us, you know, you can remember when we we uh, the last classification period. I think uh, our office staff even recommended that we cut our brackets down. You know, the number of teams that we that qualify for uh, football playoffs. Uh, the board didn't go for that. You know. Uh, they're under a tremendous amount of pressure they from are. the schools because when you see a fourth-place team, for example, advance far and play oh, deep sure. into the playoffs. I mean, Franklin, it doesn't going take, to the quarterfinals. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It doesn't take but one for them to say, hey, see, don't, this, this is don't why. exclude us. That's yeah. exactly right. This mm-hmm. is why. It's understandable, but I don't know. That's just my – if I were TSSAA czar for a day, that would be my, my first uh, action. Trust me, you so, have probably so many other things to deal with. You, you, you may not have, before you do that, you wouldn't even think about that. <laughs> oh, Coach, I th- thank you so much for taking time uh, with us today. It's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you all so much for having me, and I'll be glad to come on anytime. Well, appreciate you. We appreciate, appreciate you being here. All right. All right, when we come back, we're going to finish talking about the rest of the Blue Cross Bowl finals. They have. We've got three games tomorrow that we want to talk about, so we will get there. 
on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, as we have been graciously handed some hot apple cider. Cinnamon. Cinnamon apple, apple cider. Yeah, and it's it apple is cider insane. with red hot sanded. Oh, this stuff is fantastic. This is what I come up here for. This is a game changer, game. gentlemen. Uh, yeah, no question. the games. This is what I come up here for. <laughs> I will tell you, it's, uh, you know, mm. It's certainly making the hands a little warmer, making the insides a little warmer. I ain't mad about it. As we are 15 minutes away from the top of the hour here and 26 minutes and 36 seconds and counting away from the start of the Alcoa Milan Class 3A State Finals. Um, Tomorrow we have... Three games, obviously, Class 4A, Elizabethan, and Haywood. Haywood. We have Meg's County Peabody, which is a rematch of last year's state championship game. And I it's believe. the only championship game between unbeatens. Uh-oh. Okay. And then, of course, the 6A matchup between Brentwood and Oakland will cap the weekend. Uh, yeah. Um, looking forward to that Oakland-Brentwood game, even though it's a rematch as well of a regular season game that Oakland won 37 nothing. You know, we've heard from both Ron Crawford and Kevin Creasy. I don't think either of them expects thirty-seven nothing. I don't think either of them expects thirty-seven nothing. I do expect Oakland to win. I do too, but I don't expect thirty-seven nothing. That's one thing that we need to not forget to That's do. That's what we're doing we right now. These games. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well. So we'll, you've not forgotten. We'll start with Oakland and, uh, and <laughs> I think we, that one's going to be easy enough. As we both just took the Patriots out of Murfreesboro. They've won four state championships, that program has. They've never gone undefeated. Never. In the history of their program. Until this weekend. Until this weekend. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And pretty wild to think about the fact that Oakland has never been undefeated. Yeah. I mean, as good as they have been traditionally. I mean, um... To have yeah, never gone undefeated is, is wild. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they've had some great teams. They've had um, a lot of success. But they've, they've always had that. Even obviously in the in the four-state championship runs, they've had that one slip at some point. So, uh, you know, it's going to be fun to see. Just go backwards. Class 5A, as we have talked about all week long. Summit Oak Ridge as the Spartans and Wildcats take to the field tonight at 7 p.m. 
can be heard right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. Mike Epley and Matt Rogers on the call <laughs> and the broadcast. Um, what are your thoughts here? I just think Destin Wade is an X factor that, you know, the article that I did earlier this week, there was a quote from James Counts up in Henry County that I didn't really mention. I didn't use because I just couldn't really work it in like I wanted to. Sure. But um, he said that Jalen Hurd's junior year at Beach, he was just a guy that you didn't have anything for. And Destin kind of reminds him of Jalen's junior year up at Beach when he rushed for 3,000-plus yards and, and led Beach to the um, – to the state championship. Was that the 2012 year? I believe so. Against Columbia Central? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. there so, we go. All, our listeners certainly remember that, I'm sure. Many of so, them do. So, I mean, that's and, – and, you know, the commonality was Jalen was a junior that year and, and Destin's a junior this year. And I think dude just turned the music up. But um, – To walk along, a lonely street of dreams. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the – that's the company that Destin Wade is keeping. You know, uh, JP? Yes. Mo told me he was going to go to the White Snake concert with me, but he backed out. <laughs> yeah. And here I go again on my own. Uh huh. That's been there, done that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I feel uh, like. Uh, time, time out, time out. How old were you when White Snake was, was touring? <laughs> Two? Okay. All right, cool. So I was babysitting for you then. Maybe? Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Here yeah. I go again on my own. Um, Class 4A, as we both, I guess we both took the Summit Spartans. We That's did both take the Summit Spartans, yes. Uh, <laughs> Elizabethan and uh, you just told me Haywood. Gosh, I, I really want to put them against Megs the for some reason. <laughs> out of Brownsville, Tennessee, home of Tony Delk. Oh, wow. There you go. Uh oh. Come on. Yes, sir. That's a name I hadn't heard in a minute. Simon State Tournament at Murphy Center. That's it. Mm. When, I, when he was babysitting for me. Yeah. yeah. He, could, um, he could shoot it, <laughs> by the way. Um, um, I, I don't think Tony Delk is walking through that door, and if he did, I don't think it would help. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how good he was at football. But yeah, exactly. I like Elizabethan in this one. I, I agree. I think the Cyclones uh, have will repeat, and uh, that's about all i got to say. Yeah. I mean, there's not much to say. Yeah. Uh, uh, Elizabethan salutes for sure. Or about this next one. Yeah, this next one's pretty pretty well in hand already, and we were 22 minutes from kickoff. Uh, Alcoa, the Tornadoes, also a uh, a cyclone in its own right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're basically. I, I guess there are a lot of a uh, lot of weather, a lot of weather in East Tennessee. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Cyclones and tornadoes uh, all over East Tennessee. The blue right? tornadoes from last night, Macaulay. Yeah. So. <laughs> I've never seen a blue tornado. That's why I drew a blue tornado. <laughs> Have you seen a blue devil? I, I've seen a lot of blue devils and red devils and all kinds of different colors. Green devils. I've seen green devils. Yeah. I've seen them all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Milan, the Bulldogs, taking on Alcoa in this one. Alcoa, again, going for their seventh straight, and I think they're going to get that one. Yeah, I, um, I just hope it's a good game. Huh? I mean, we'll yeah. see. Good Lord. Yeah. He I, definitely turned it up now. Oh, I think this is for this Tennessee Tech infomercial that's on the jumbotron. This so. is their this is their recruiting tool. Well, Absolutely. I mean, they got you here. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot, you lot here. Of, a lot of high school students here, I would imagine. Uh, so. And then uh, class two A, Megs and Peabody 
the Golden Tide. Now I don't Ooh. know if that's if that's hmm. that's interesting. Is that weather? Yeah, I mean you would have to have weather to have a tide, a tide. of gold. Yeah. So <laughs> the the Peabody Golden Tide again. Um, it's tough to pick against Meigs County. They they uh, even though Peabody comes in, this guy what tough to pick against Meigs County like he didn't pick against him last week. Mm. And learn my lesson. He's learned his lesson. <laughs> That's why he's a Hall of Famer. There you go. Learn, learn my lesson. Um, not going to pick against them twice. <laughs> I like the Tigers in this one. Yeah, I got Megs County again. The emotion. Mm-hmm. The emotion that they're playing with in that program is is high. Now, again, I mean, the X Factor people, again, Peabody comes in here undefeated as well. I'm just ain't not, bad. Yeah, I'm just not sure that the schedule that Peabody has played has prepared them quite the way that the schedule that Meigs County has played has prepared them. That's right. They did so. beat they did beat South Pittsburgh. Well, and they went on the road last week and beat Charlesdale County to get here. And that ain't and easy th- to do. No, it's not. It's really not. So, um, again, I, I like the Tigers here. Once All bitten, right. twice shot. <laughs> <laughs> who was that? Yeah. That was, uh, oh, who did that song? Uh, more than I think more than one person did that. Once bitten, uh, twice shot. Yeah, I'm going blank, too. I think Poison did a version of nah, it. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway, anyway, Class 1A, we just mentioned that South Pittsburgh team. They take on Fayetteville. That game is at 3 o'clock today. Uh, we'll have full coverage of that on sm-tnsports.com. Who you got? I got South Pittsburgh. I, um, I just think that there is some value in having been here before and the fact that Fayetteville hasn't. Um, I'm, I'm not sure against a really good team like South Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm not sure that they've got enough, but but the point that you did make about those big receivers on the outside, if they can make a couple of big plays in the passing game, they may have a shot to to keep this thing interesting and, and, and maybe pull an upset, but I think that's what it would be. JP, go ahead and uh, give me my trophy. Because we just picked all the games correctly and the same in the. Uh, uh, you guys are all the same. All the same, right all the way the through. Yeah. That means our, I won the Blue Cross Bowl uh, pickup. Uh, regardless you, of how they come out, huh? Thank I'm proud you, of Mo. His integrity is more important than beating you. I like it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> all right, well, well, let me ask you this: since you all picked the same games, which one do you think is the most competitive? The game that is most likely to go the opposite. Of what we picked is probably Meg's Peabody in that two A game. That's what I think. Or, or, or South Pitt Fable. Yeah, I, I just don't. I, know. I don't. I don't, I don't think, think Alcoa. Or a, yeah, yeah. I don't think Alcoa or Elizabethton lose. And I'm pretty confident in Summit's ability. So and and, and Oakland. Oakland. Yeah. So I right. would I would guess the two A game just because that's probably the game we know the least about. Well, while we got five minutes left, uh, we may have some people joining us that may have missed Bernard Childress, the TWSAA director. You guys want to kind of revisit a little bit of what you learned from him today? The, uh, the biggest thing I learned from him is there are no plans <laughs> to, shut down to, to shut down sports as soon as the Blue Cross Bowl gets over with. That is so certainly the most important thing. So hopefully some winter sports fans, coaches can rest a little easier as far as that goes. But it was on the Internet, Mo. That's right. It's got to be true. Well, but that being said, you know, also it just did not make sense, though. I mean, with everything else that has gone on, I just feel like they have made too many 
and they did a, they did a football. good job yeah. making the decision to go with the local school system. Sure. Let, let the local school systems deal with it. And I mean, we we see teams that are taking you know pauses for whatever. We've got Spring Hills girls and Santa Fe's girls and you know, okay. in quarantine right now. Step out. Get your situation dealt with. Take Come care back of your chickens. Take, take care of your mentals. There you go. There you go, Marshawn. <laughs> yes, sir. Take care of your chickens. And, well, and miss miss two weeks. It's okay. And then come back and, and figure it out. Especially in basketball, that is a, uh, a tournament, game a, a anyway. tournament sport anyway. Yep. So just survive and get to the tournament, and um, that's where you take care of your what, your, your chickens, chickens, your chickens, chickens. Your chickens. Your yeah, have you not heard this, yeah. dude? Have you not heard I like the, it when the you Marshawn hear it. Lynch? Because yeah. that's yeah. fantastic. He's great. <laughs> this guy, I'm just here so the, don't the, get the fined. great philosopher Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> he may be a great philosopher, but he can't drive a golf cart for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> He'll run you over on that golf cart. <laughs> he does not care. No, oh, no, seat belts required on that ride. Oh goodness oh, gracious. Man. Uh, he said, uh, "Good news that uh, you couldn't hear the DJ apparently on the air, or even though they were they had the music up loud." Hey, JP, this is your bumper music, right? It here. is. This yeah. is your jam. Oh, that's yeah. right. You, 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 and your Bruno Mars. Bruno, Bruno, yeah. You, you and James Dickinson. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, <laughs> got a nice touch. Yeah, Coach D liking me. Uh, the, the Bruno Mars was he a shock. I, I, he said, "I like Bruno Mars." <laughs> I'm hey, like, I, I, I never would have thought it. Coming. That, you know, that, <laughs> I wasn't ready. Yeah, I, I could understand. I like that song, but I like Bruno Mars. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> so that means he's listened to other songs than that one. And likes them. 24 Karat yeah. Magic 24 in the house. Magic. That's right. Play us. Put your pinky rings up to the moon. Oh, thank you guys so much for joining us here. This has been a fun week. We have talked about Blue Cross Bowl all week. We Literally, we went through an entire show talking nothing but high school football, and that was pretty cool. Uh, thank you guys once again for joining us. Again, we are here of course, on location. I will say this. It's a little easier to talk about nothing but high school football in this area right now because college football, not the greatest. Yeah, not great. <laughs> like I said, we have been on location here at Tucker Stadium on the campus of Tennessee Tech University. Again, Class 5A State Finals tonight on WKOM 101.7 FM. Summit Spartans, Oak Ridge Wildcats, Mike Epley, Matt Rogers on the call. I will be on the sideline, the third man in the crew. JP will also be in the booth with the boys, so that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great night. We appreciate you guys listening, and we hope that you will tune in tonight as well. If you missed any part of today's show, it will be on uh, available on podcast a little bit later after we get back to the hotel room and uh, put it together. Um, Be sure and catch coverage both of that Summit Oak Ridge game and the South Pittsburgh Fayetteville game on the website sm-tnsports. And you can find uh, follow along with us. We've got some commentary on Twitter tonight at uh, SM underscore TN Sports as well. And two tonight uh, during our pregame, which starts at six, by the way. That's right. Uh, we've got a special feature of uh, Destin Keedron, uh, Keaton Wade. I keep calling him Keedron, Keaton Wade, uh, Jolly, and Pierce as well. Um, Who is Caleb Jolly? He's that spark dude. Plug. He's that dude. That, that dude, dude in the human spark plug, as Matt Rogers calls himself. So All right. Look forward to that in the six o'clock hour tonight. There it is. Starting at 6 o'clock tonight, WKOM 101.7 FM. This has been Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Thanks for listening. Stay cool, Columbia.